Welcome to the Road to Redemption podcast with your host, Cam Williamson. Each week, Cam sets out to shatter the labels and stigmas associated with mental health awareness by giving life lessons and raw overviews of events happening around the world. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to this episode of the Road to Redemption podcast. I'm, as always, your grateful host, Cam Williamson. Look, wear one of my old favorite hats today so you know it's going to be a good episode it's the one with the grizzly bear on the front from the memphis grizzlies even though i do not watch basketball have never supported the memphis grizzlies as you guys know love bears one of the favorite hats back on the show gonna be a good one talking about attachment styles anxious slash or and meaning anxious attachment styles avoidant attachment styles or anxious anxious avoidant attachment styles what does this mean does everyone have these type of traits i believe that we all like anything else we we play in the playground of of both i think some of us are way more one than the other it's kind of like being introverted and extroverted is how it's been um compared to i wouldn't say properly Let's get into it. Anxious attachment styles. This means that in romantic relationships, you have to need you have to have constant reassurance. You need to tell them that you are not feeling well or that you're uneasy about the relationship, either whether it's justified or not. From them, from your childhood, from past relationships, past friendships, whatever. This is where abandonment wounds come in right if a foundational person to your past just up and left you or they died whether it be your father your mother your grandparent a love of yours a friend whatever if you suddenly lost someone and you at a stage in your life weren't able to process that loss and mourn or grieve or whatever and whatever the situation was you became an act anxious attached person to other people meaning i need you to call me wherever you go to let me know you made it there because i just don't know if you made it and i this is going to cause such internal turmoil for me because of patterns that have happened in my life right so then we do things and we get very clingy and we get very needy and we get very intimate and we get very physical and we we need the feeling of someone else to to constantly be touching us or soothing us in some way it's no different than um, chasing a drug, to be very honest. You, something is calming your system when you cannot. And you become attached to that person through anxiety. Well, then you have the opposite, which is avoidant attachment styles, which is we're in a relationship together, but I need to withdraw myself completely. I don't want to talk. I don't want to be physically intimate. I don't want to be anything. And... That's where relationships typically we see that they fall apart in anxious attachment styles. Typically, there's more fighting. People threaten to leave more. But typically with anxious attachment styles, effort is seen, even if it's seen as too much or obsessive or over the top or whatever. Anxious attachment styles oftentimes in the relationship don't feel toxic because they know 
the ins and outs of each other and they know why each other is acting that way. So if one of them, it, it's not very often that two atta- anxious attached people would be together because they drive each other fucking crazy. But at the same token, say that happens, you're going to have two people constantly needing reassurance from a person that can't give it to them because they're constantly looking for reassurance from that person. So neither one of them can be stable in and of themselves to be able to stand firm and go, hey, I got us when you can't. Or I got us all the time, but when things get hard for me, I need to be able to tell you that things are hard for me. That is very hard for a lot of guys to get to. Hey, when life gets hard for me, I have a hard time telling you that life is hard for me. I can show you that I'm frustrated at life. I can smash shit and throw stuff around and, you know, slam counters, shut doors, whatever. I can get loud. I can be irritable with the kids. I can do all these things to show you that I'm upset. But telling you that I'm feeling in ways that hurt inside while trying to explain that it's not anything you've done, but something from our past that that brings these feelings up in me, I think this is where healthy and unhealthy comes in. With anxious attachment styles, it becomes, I need you for me to be good. Where with true love, it's, I can really want you. I can really want you to be around all the time. And I can really, really not prefer the company of anyone else. But that doesn't mean that there doesn't come a time in my day when I realize that you having other relationships, things, hobbies that have nothing to do with me, just because other things bringing you happiness is healthy. That's where we can fall into a healthy relationship with just as much passion, romance, intimacy. You guys can still sneak up on each other and bang it out in the closet if you need that kind of passion or you do all that crazy shit inside your own house. You you keep it wild, spunky and funky. So that way, when you send fellas, your girl out the door, you ain't got to worry about who she's chasing around. You just took care of that. And if you got questions on whether or not you're taking care of that, you better ask her. Hey, man, are you leaving this house fulfilled every day? That's a hard thing for anxious, attached guys or especially avoidant attached guys to talk to their women about. Hey, man, when we just put it down in there, how'd that go for you? Don't give me this bullshit about whatever, and you don't got to fake nothing with me. Tell me what's up. You know how many relationships that would fucking save if dudes just had the balls to be like, ah, I didn't feel like you were really into that one. What's up? But they don't, and then they run. And with them running because of one intimate moment that might have whatever, you can turn around and go, well, me and this person just don't work. It's like, well, you didn't talk about nothing. You didn't try anything. You had one misunderstanding, whether it be communication, sexually, uh, they didn't like something that really means a lot to you. And you can sit there and go, wow, I thought everything was perfect. But now look at us. Well, let me just walk over here and just completely disengage with all that. Well, here's the problem. At some point, you have a right to do that. You never have a right to anxiously attach yourself to a person. That's just not good for either one of you. It's just a a leech that's going to suck both of you dry. 
where at least in the avoidant type style, that's unhealthy too, especially if you're playing manipulative games where you're playing the quiet game, giving people the silent treatment, not responding back to messages just because you're trying to get in their head or make them believe that you're upset or something like that. But also understand those are games that people get put through. They are. So in life, when you see a lot of guys especially shut the fuck down, that's because either they've had relationships in their past where people will just badger them and badger them and badger them and badger them until they go fucking all right. Okay. All right. Like fucking okay. Whatever you want to just shut the fuck up and get away from me right now. And that's how some relationships turn from what should have been a six-month relationship into a three-year relationship, into a four-year marriage, into a eight years later divorced. Because eventually people stop talking. People stop having that moment where you had in the honeymoon phase of things where what that other person wants is super important to you regardless of your own happiness. You guys remember that when you first started dating someone and you go to that restaurant that you're like, I would never fucking eat here in my life. I would never see this fucking movie for a million things and nothing. You couldn't pay me to see this shit. But with that sitting next to me, oh, I'm going. You bet. I'll eat the shit. I'll fucking watch the whatever. I don't care. And that's how you start to like compromise yourself a little bit. And you go, oh, and then you're sitting in situations acting like, oh, I like this whatever Mexican food or I like this movie that we went to see. You didn't like it. You were just attaching to that person because you wanted to be attached to someone. It could be because they look good. It could be because they're great. But at the same token, if you're only uh, doing things so that way you don't lose this person and you're constantly finding yourself going, I wouldn't do this if this was my ideal situation. Or And again, you're not always going to do what's great for you. But I have always believed when you're truly in a healthy relationship, the things you don't want to do become very much exciting to do when you watch how much the person you love enjoys them. And if you don't have those things, if you don't watch them enjoy life for things that have nothing to do with you, I fear that you are teetering very close to anxious attachments because them being happy outside of you should not scare you. If it does, if their time being spent on things that you don't relate on starts to intimidate you in a way, then I think you have more problems in the relationship than just the hobbies that you don't share, right? Because I don't know if you all can relate to this. I am both an avoidant and an anxious, which means I'll give you every bit of me. And, well, used to give you every bit of me and I'll do it because I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose you for anything. And I'll make sure that I make you feel as special or I'll give you all the space. I'll be whatever you want me to be. But what happens is there comes a time when they're so comfortable being who they are. And then you sit back and go, but I'm not being me and I'm not speaking up for myself and I'm not doing these things. And they go, well, I didn't think anything was wrong. You were just making me happy and I was just letting you make me happy. So I don't really get what's going on here. And one day you just wake up and you go, fuck, man. I've been avoiding myself while attaching to that person because my anxiety tells me that I can't be alone because if I'm alone, I'm not safe. 
I'm going to die or something bad is going to happen to me if I'm not with companion of some sort. And it's just not true. So then once you realize those things, if you're like me, you hermit where I'll go months, years where I'll shut down. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to be around people. Uh, and for the first time in my life, like I'm not interested in in being in like a romantic thing. I'm legitimately just trying to figure out like, why do I have all these different issues that I have? Like a lot of them are things that I, I know about my life, but I had never really put two and two together. Like you get an anxious attachment style from having things like a dad that's not around consistently and having caregivers that have temper problems and will flip out at any moment and make you feel like you might have to run and hide or that you might have to overlove them so that way the hell doesn't come raining back on you. Or that you may have to lie and, and hide truths and do things like this to keep people's love. Well, those aren't healthy ways to think about love. So if you come up thinking that you're willing to do anything, including lie, cheat, and steal, and do whatever to be in love with somebody, that's great and all. If it's another person who's standing there going, I'm willing to do those same things with our best interest in mind, not I'm willing to watch us both fall to the lowest pits of ourselves or watch ourselves crumble and deteriorate because we made promises years ago that we would never leave each other. Well, that's not fair to anybody. That's okay. Yes, you're honoring a promise, but at some point you got to realize people make promises that they didn't understand the severity of. And you have to be mature enough to stand in that and go, hey, man, we promised we would never leave each other while we were in the hardest spaces of our life. And we stood by each other for that. And we're not in that place anymore. So we don't owe each other anything. That's the healthiest thing you can do sometimes. But nobody does that. Most people don't have the the stones inside of them to stand there and go, yo, it's been fucking real, dog. What we have, nothing bad about it. But when we're getting to where we have to avoid each other or we have to suffocate each other to feel this intense type of love, whether it's you're making me chase you, you're, you're not making me chase you, and you're just completely love bombing me, these extreme sides of love that we attach ourselves to, you have to ask, like, if this person had to go do them for years, would you still love them? Would you still have that infatuation for them? Or if they didn't choose you and they chose that their happiness was somewhere else, do you love them enough to go, I love you to the point where I need you to be that? even if it ain't got nothing to do with me. And then you have to pass life up to the divine and go, I don't know what life's trying to do right now. I have no idea. But I know that if I'm living inside of myself and I'm trying to treat people well and I'm trying not to attach to people based off traumas, well, then nothing I can do is wrong because I'm not hurting anyone. I'm being honest, right? That doesn't mean people's feelings won't be hurt. But at the same token, I'm not giving people false hope and I'm not lying to people and I'm not furthering promises that I know I can't keep. And I'm not avoiding people. I'm not abandoning people. I'm not doing these things anymore. That's how we grow. 
That's what the road to redemption is. That's what I'm here for, man. Is because I go through all this shit. You you open a mental health book, man. Your boy goes through it, dog. <laughs> I mean, again, there are diagnoses I don't have. I, I can't relate to schizophrenia and a lot of other shit. But there are so many aspects of life, mental health-wise, that like just make sense to me, even when I haven't gone through them myself. But I hear people talk or I watch people in life, and I'm like... We all suffer from these things. We all hurt for the same reasons a lot of the time. And it's just because we don't talk about them. And that's what we do here. We talk about them. So if you like this, thumbs up the video. Subscribe. Let me know what you think. Write me a comment. Get the book on Amazon. Please go check it out. Go to Amazon.com. Type in The Road to Redemption. You'll see a pretty pink book pop up. Can't believe I still don't have one in here. Uh, they're in my car because I was traveling. So I was handing out books and signing books and kissing babies and shit so you know author life baby we'll see you guys in the next one i love you